Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today I have a repeat guest. She's been very popular on the episode previously. So I just wanted to make sure we got her back on again. Ambilla Nath from the UK. So good morning and welcome, Ambilla. Good morning and thank you so much for having me back, Lynn. It's always a pleasure to be back here. Now, Ambilla... She is a spiritual dating and relationship expert. And today, because we're in a situation that is quite unprecedented uh, for those people that might be listening to this on a replay in the future, um, we're actually in the year 2020 during the lockdown of the COVID-19 virus being prevalent at the moment. So we thought it'd be quite exciting and interesting to discuss dating during this 2020 lockdown. So, Ambilla, what, what would be your thoughts around how things have changed for people currently in this situation as we are in right now? Well, I'm not sure if it's something, because you, we're both within the same um, line of business, being dating and relationship coaches. I'm not sure if it's something you've noted with your clients, but my clients, the ones who are single and looking, definitely went into panic mode mm. because... Their immediate thing was, oh, my God, I can't go on any dates. How am I going to meet this person? Oh, my God, that means, you know, I'm I'm mentally they just got this block that that was it. How, how do they get over this? How do they then date? Because we've been so comfortable with all the liberties, freedom, everything we've had in the way of our living that all of a sudden being told that we can't do the things that we took for granted I think has been a complete shock for a lot of people so yes so I think it's been definitely a little bit of a uh, yeah panic mode going on on what do I do next I agree you know I've had the same uh, responses from the clients I've been working with as well and uh, yeah it's been interesting to to note how how people have sort of tended to sort of buy into the fear and panic around it rather than maybe, you know, let's have a look at what the upsides are around this situation because previously, didn't we get into quite a lot of, uh, I suppose, rat race mentality, you know, and wanting instant gratification, you know, uh, instant success on dates and, you know, then instantly jumping into bed. And I think it's really now a time to, you know, go back to basics and slow the whole process down and actually get to know somebody properly now before we actually get intimate. Completely, 100% agree. And I think in some ways, this lockdown has been a blessing in disguise to push people to that. Mm. Um, I've definitely, as I think people have settled into it, um, because of course week one, two were panic modes, but now they've kind of settled into that pattern. They're finding alternative ways of connecting with people. And you and I are very similar that for us, it's all about the connection and the relationship. It's not about the relationship needing to be physical Mm. in order for you to 
build on that and get to know the person. So I've had to basically motivate my clients to, you know, understand that this is such a prime time. Even they're still dating and communicating with people, you know, online, that all of the times where they've said, oh God, this man is such a time waster or this person just wastes time, doesn't, you know, call me back and he's serial dating and all of those kinds of complaints that you get. I said to them, actually, this is the most amazing time because all of those people who are not ready to commit are not looking for a relationship but just want to date then it takes them out of the pool because they're not going to be investing they're not going to be spending that time so it's easier to kind of see what's on your net and throw you know people back in if you don't want them absolutely i think you know the better quality partners are showing up now because like you say those mm -hmm. that do want the commitment and are prepared to invest the time are excluding themselves in that pool, like you said, and those that don't, you know, that are just looking for that quick fling, uh, are excluding themselves out quite quickly now. Exactly. And I think, you know, in terms of confidence and self-worth, indirectly, it's also helping, you know, people with that mm. because they're realising that it's not them. Whereas I think when we had that comfort zone of meeting people face-to-face -face and that it, it was always that it's me. I've done something wrong. It's me. It must be me. Maybe, yes, I should jump into bed with them because that will secure the relationship more. But now you can't do that. Now it's, you have to talk to me. You want, you know, you have to create something and communicate more than one text a week or something. So yeah, that's definitely changed a lot. What I'm loving is going back to, as I said at the start, you know, to basics and almost going through this formal courting process again and experiencing that, which I think is great for couples, to be honest. I think it's wonderful. I think um, it's, it's wonderful, the creativity. I was reading some articles this morning and it's wonderful how people, as you said, have gone back to basics, have gone back to reconnecting as people and being creative about it. Mm. So where, you know, the, the dating scene, that they've changed it to virtual dating. Um, the normal apps, online dating apps, I've seen a 10 to 20% increase in that people are having longer online conversations with each other which is, you know, such a wonderful statistic that people are actually talking to each other. And going back to, as you said, the old days of actually writing letters to one another as another form, so, so you know, of communication. And I think that's really romantic and lovely thing to receive a letter that's not a bill. <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> yeah i mean and hopefully probably not electronically either you know but hopefully through yeah. the actual post by snail mail yes. you know yeah, no, yeah exactly no that's the letter i was talking about through yeah. the post so yeah and all of those kinds of things that people are beginning to go back to and reconnect and one of the other things i've also noted is that due to the restrictions that we've got um, a lot more dating is becoming more localized. Mm. So because they, you know, sticking to the pool that's nearer to them, which I think is, well, not saying it's a negative or a positive, but it's kind of nice as well to kind of go, oh, actually, I didn't realize he was next door. <laughs> yeah. And I think, to be honest, again, you know, those people that are online, you know, as, uh, uh, online dating scammers who are usually mm. further afield and not in your yes. local pool, so to speak, 
um, you know, that are just purely there to nurture a relationship for the sole purpose of, um, you know, extorting money, you know, are then also going to be highlighted as well, aren't they? Yes, definitely. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, um, I'm seeing a lot of positives. I think getting over the initial shock, even I, as a dating coach, went through that, oh my God, what happens now? What do I just tell my clients? How do I handle this? And, you know, how's this going to impact and change, you know, my perception way of thinking, what I'm, message I'm putting out there. And then once I calmed into, okay, this is what, how things are. So how can we find solutions? How can we move forward? And actually, a lot of what I teach my clients, the core comes back to um, having a relationship with themselves first. Mm. So it's only the final part of my teaching that has slightly been tweaked. A lot of my clients, when I ask them to, you know, either get on any dating apps if they're comfortable with that or online dating, um, it's always been more about them gaining their confidence gaining their self-worth, gaining that trust again in dating, as opposed to, okay, you've got to meet your Mr. Right right now. Mm. So that hasn't changed. That's probably actually amplified because of the restrictions we have, that it's made it a bit more easier. I agree. And, you know, know, what's really wonderful, I think, is... um, you know, being given the space and time to 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 work on ourselves first and foremost, because like you said, um, you know, it's so important that we recognise that we are usually entering new relationships with baggage, <laughs> and we don't realise that we're entering those new relationships with baggage. And if we don't work on ourselves to get rid of that baggage, you know, that that's come with us, mm-hmm. we're always taking ourselves with us into the next relationship with that baggage and then wondering why, you know, we're having the same relationship with a, you know, a different person that's not working again. Exactly. And it doesn't matter what age you're at. If you haven't dealt with that baggage and let it go, um, yeah, you're going to keep on having the same patterns. So yeah, that definitely is a valid point. I mean, certainly, you know, for me, I think that one of the most common things I hear from women is that, you know, men, because I, I work with sort of quite high flyers most of the time, oh, mm-hmm. men don't like successful women. And I said, well, you know, if you're going to carry that attitude into your next relationship and you've got that as a strong belief around men in general, what you'll do is is just look for that belief to be supported, you know, whether you're conscious of it or not, your mind will still look for that belief to be supported and you'll, you'll end up engaging in in self-sabotaging behaviour, which will make that belief a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. And, and so you'll just keep adding, you know, um, reasons why that belief is still true for you rather than working on questioning why it should be true for you going, now going forward. Exactly. And, uh, you know, being a spiritual coach, I'm all about energy and what you're putting out there and what your vibrations are putting out there. So taking an example, and I uh, apologize to the listeners for using this as an example, but I think it's quite um, fitting. So if you're afraid of dogs, 
dogs will always come to you because they can pick up that energy and they want to be loved and they want to show you love. Mm. So, but a person who's fearful isn't going to know that they're going to be more frightened of that. And it's the same in terms of vibrations, you know, that we put out there as a human being. So if you're putting out there that exactly as you were saying that you're a strong woman, that a man is going to be intimidated by me and, you know, not going to be attracted to me and all of that kind of thing you're going to be attracting that kind of man who's going to validate all of that thinking, yes. which is then going to confirm to you that, yes, that's exactly what it is, rather than attract a man who's going to heal you and help you to let go of that baggage. Mm. So, yeah, so no, definitely. And and the way to sort of get rid of, you know, any negative belief that isn't serving you, such as, you know, the the successful woman thinking that, you know, men don't like, strong, healthy men don't like successful women, is to keep questioning it. You know, it may have been true from your previous experience, but it doesn't need to be true going forward. And, you know, you don't need to carry that in your baggage going forward. You can you can leave that baggage at the door, can't you? <laughs> so to speak. Completely. It is. I think it's, it's also kind of looking deeper into it and thinking, okay, what is it serving? What purpose is it serving that I'm choosing to hold on to it? Because that, that's where the deep, you know, the depth comes in, that it's giving you something that's stopping you from moving forward. And maybe it's the complete comfort that actually I don't want to deal with that pain of the past. Mm. So holding on to an excuse means that I'm giving it validation to, you know, not actually deal with the responsibility of what happened before. Yeah, absolutely. It becomes a form of self-sabotage uh, that we engage in without even really being consciously aware that that's what we're doing, isn't it? Yeah, completely. And um, and I think, you know, certainly if people are looking more deeper in during this lockdown period because they are spending so much more time by themselves, um, I think all of those self-reflections are coming I want to almost say naturally, but in some ways they probably are coming naturally because mm. you're having to look at yourself and look at your own reactions and look at how you're actually dealing with this time and how you're using that time. Um, I had a um, client who started seeing somebody just before this lockdown happened and she was just really angry and everything going, Oh God, no, what's going to happen now? And, you know, literally she was like, um, but she carried that energy into the lockdown as well. So all of her own insecurities and her neediness, she was projecting on him. Mm. And when this lockdown happened, and it meant that actually, no, you can't see one another, you know, you have to kind of do it uh, virtually and things. And he's not a very virtual person in the sense of technology and that kind of thing. He's, you know, quite chilled, goes with the flow, see how things go. But for her, it set all her panic buttons. He's not communicating enough. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. And to me as a coach, all I'm seeing is all of her baggage come to the surface. Yeah. <laughs> now, now the journey was, are you going to deal and let go with that baggage? Or are you going to sit there trying to save and collect that baggage to put it back in? So, um, yeah, so that was an interesting journey during this time. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure that's been a great insight for her to gain that wisdom that she is doing that. And also, 
what I do know, especially, you know, when it comes to the differences between men and women, which is my thing, you know, educating mm. women, especially around how men and women think, feel and behave mm. differently, is that, yeah. you know, there's nothing more off-putting for a man than the weight of a woman's expectations. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, and again, you know, part of my program and what I educate is all about expectations and what are you, prior to even meeting the person, what are you bringing in mm. that, you know, that's just not going to work. So yes, expectations is a huge part of the relationship or even finding a relationship. That, that is a topic on its own that I've spoken about numerous times. Yes. Me too. It's it's an it's a huge, huge, huge topic because to some extent, you know, it's human nature to have some expectations, isn't it? But you know, certainly if you can be aware that you have got those expectations and that you are probably projecting those onto him, and and be become aware that you need to rein that back and think, well, you know what? Whether he does or he doesn't, it's fine. <laughs> Either way. Um, will have a massive, huge positive impact on your relationship going forward if you can catch yourself. Exactly. And uh, it's also looking at expectations. Um, one of the things I promote is the healthy expectations that you have that you deserve to be loved. You mm. deserve to be respected and find the kind of person you want to be with. And you deserve to be happy. Those expectations, I completely celebrate and say, yes, have those. But expectations where you're projecting on somebody else going, okay, you're a workaholic. You shouldn't be a workaholic because I should be your priority. You um, should be available, you know, X number of days for me to be there. I should be priority of your life. I should, you know, when you start all the I shouldings, then you know that you're setting yourself up for expectations, which again have nothing to do with him, but that's your own story going on. Yeah, I call it shooting all over him or yes. shooting all over yourself <laughs> <laughs> syndrome. I love that. Yes, yes. And we all have the shooting. So yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> So yeah, it's 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 being careful about your self talk, isn't it? And having that language and, and conversation with yourself about, you know, um what what is going to be the best thing that's going to serve this relationship going forward. And if you do find that you're using a lot of he shoulds or I shoulds, then you know, know know that there's no there doesn't need to be any shoulds at all. It, it just is. <laughs> exactly. And you know, you and I, because we've been through our life coaching journey, picking up language and um, what people say is something that is now just a second nature to us. Mm. But for people like my clients who don't know language or what their thoughts are or what they may be thinking, until we actually point it out to them, they most um, so, yeah, so it is always about self-educating and having that dialogue with yourself of, oh, okay, what, what am I doing now? What am I thinking? Not that's all you're doing, but just having healthy triggers where if you know you're having a negative thought that isn't serving you, but, you know, bringing you down to depression, then you know you've got to do something to change it. But, um, yeah, so it's kind of keeping a healthy balance on checking yourself in. 
Definitely. And don't beat yourself up. You know, we all make mistakes, don't we? I mean, Mm. even, you know, people like ourselves that have been doing decades of this sort of tribe of training, uh, you know, still default into, you know, the odd negative thought now and again. But we've just, you know, through practice, learned to catch it quicker, haven't we? Exactly. And uh in and deal with it quicker as well so it is it, part of the journey i mean i put out there to my clients last week and i said it feels as though to some extent that i've been hiding during this period and i said to a point i have because i've not been actively really putting myself out there directly to my clients but i have indirectly been on a lot of podcasts, speaking engagements, doing things that they're not aware of until it becomes live. So, and I said that that was my time to actually process what this lockdown means, you know, not just to my clients, but also to me Mm. and my life and things like that. So as coaches, we have our own journey as well. So, you know, we're human beings, We, we don't have it all fixed. We don't have it you know, all there, but we definitely do have the tools to get ourselves over that a lot more quicker. And that's what we're doing, using to help our clients with as well. Yeah, most certainly. And I don't think we ever get to the stage, do we, Ambella, where we, we can actually say we're sorted as such. It's a, it's a continuous journey, isn't it? Exactly. I don't think anybody, I don't think even the Dalai Lama can, you know, <laughs> when he passes away say yes I'm all sorted and I'm you know I have it all because we we all the journey is never ending I don't think you know until the day we take our last breath that we're you know ever really ending it but it's being aware of that and open to that and going okay fine you know it's a journey as opposed to okay 2020 is the year I'm going to have it all fixed (laughs) (laughs) good luck with that one (laughs) exactly I know The thing is that we quite often don't we start this journey of personal development and we it actually can sometimes feel like we've opened a can of worms because we do realise then, you know, uh, how much we don't still know. <laughs> well, but that's the, I think that's the fun part of it is that it's being open to learning. I think when you close yourself off, that's when you start putting more restrictions, resistant and all of the negative stuff in. But if you're just open and kind to yourself in your journey, that some days are going to be good, some days are going to be crap, some days are going to be, you know, however they may be, but you're willing to grow from it Mm. and accept it and let go and then keep moving forward. I think that's the best that you can keep doing. 100%. Yes. And it is that continuous improvement journey that we're all on and feel that uh, that I think at this point in our lives, especially during this lockdown, I feel that a lot more people now are being open, aren't they, to going on that more personal development in, mm. in journey and insights. And I'm finding, um, again, partly research, partly talking to my clients and stuff, that they're having a lot more honest and open conversations with the people they're meeting Mm. because they're not going on the, oh, my God, does he like me? Does she like me? You know, should we go on a second date and will he ask me out and all of those kinds of things. Now it's very much, um, so would you like to have another call? Mm. And, you know, and it's kind of in some ways that direct because 
otherwise it's like well i don't know if i need to set up another zoom call with you or not and you know i need to kind of look at my diary and all of that kind of thing but even when they are actually having the online conversations i feel they're sharing more mm. because they have the time they don't have the distractions of i mean don't get me wrong of course if you have a family and children and other things but um but a lot of the time you don't have the other added distractions of work and school runs and you know anything else that might come into the pot because in some cases you're at home so time wise i think is what i'm getting to that you, there's a little bit more time available to be able to give a little bit more quality towards getting to know a person yeah and and certainly you know getting to know yourself as well like we discussed earlier on as the foundation mm. for that the two go hand in hand um especially if you are seeing somebody whether you're been in a long-term relationship and you know during this lockdown you guys you two are apart or whether it's somebody you're dating and have just started dating during lockdown it's um getting to know yourself but also taking time to get to know that person and whether they do fit in with what your values and what you're looking for and whether there's that commonality and attraction because remember the physical part is gone so you can't go okay i'm going to jump into bed and then that's going to seal the deal but it's more now become about am i attracted to what you say to me or you know how well of course look because we've got the virtual um dating and stuff going on but it has all come back down to the person and who they are and the energy they have because yeah as i said they can't jump into bed with them so that part has come completely gone and they have to go to the other senses if we want to use that um phrase yeah i i absolutely 100% agree the 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 other senses that you've got especially as women are around how does this man make me feel and the thing is you know regardless i think women are less visual creatures you know regardless of um you know you might not be what you call a, a stunning handsome chiseled superhero but mm. you know if that guy really makes you feel great you know the, he he earns lots of brownie points doesn't he from the the the, the women in in terms of um you know how attracted they are to him exactly i mean i'm going to share something very um personal to me and um but it'll probably make you guys laugh years and years and years ago somebody said to me he said if a man cannot get into your head he's not going to get into your bed and that is so true and what he basically meant by that is that if he cannot connect with you and your intellect and who you are as a person mm. then you're not going to advance into any kind of intimacy yes maybe hugging kissing whatever but you're not going to take him to bed with you because for you that's you know the, the next step that's the ultimate and i think with this lockdown that's the process that's happening whereas we got used to the dating scene being all about okay forget about the you know really getting to know the person you know really connecting on an intellect level on the psyche level on the energy level but let's just go to the physical straight away because it's the physical that deals it you know seals it not deals it seals it and 
now we're actually being really kicked out of our comfort zones to say, no, we're going to take that completely out. And now you really have to look at yourself, um, you know, as people and see if you have that energy connection. And because I work as a spiritual coach, I am all about the energy. And I do help my clients to also tune into their own intuition. So I always say to them, trust your gut feeling. What is it about their energy that's attracting you or is it attracting you? And, you know, take it from there. So, yeah, definitely slow and steady rather than rushed. All good. All good. Even in the yeah the, the season at the moment that we're in around the 2020 lockdown. So thank you so much. Definitely. Thank you so, so much, Ambilla, for sharing your wisdom and insights around how to deal with the current situation and what is ha- actually happening and what's changed around this current unprecedented time. And uh, really, really appreciate you sharing and coming on the episode today to share that. Lynn, thank you so much. As I said, I cannot um, thank you enough for always inviting me back. And it's just amazing, amazing pleasure to always talk with you and really share information because both of us, you know, do similar things and stuff. So yeah, it's always such a wonderful pleasure. So thank you. You're very welcome. And on that note, um, I'm sure the listeners would be keen to know um, what is your best contact information, Ambilla? Best contact information and place where you're always going to find me live posting, things like that, is uh, via Facebook. So just connect with um, ambilanath.com on Facebook. And my website is just as easy. It's um, ambilanath.com so both areas you will definitely be immediately able to connect with me brilliant and as always we'll make sure ambilanath's information and any other contact details are contained in our show notes so that our audience can always have access to all our guests that we have on the podcast so it all leaves to be for me to say now that True love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.